The last 48 hours have been insane. I'm about to be put in the house with seven other people that I've never met before. Of course, I gotta bring my whole closet. One of my goals is to step outside my comfort zone, to explore who I am. And just like that, we're off. Oh, I was going the wrong way this whole time. Gas station stop. One of the few places I actually will poop. Ah, uh, that's a mistake, because you should have many places. My dog's new. Yeah, right? Be a dog. Welcome to Corn Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love, when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, I'm Brian Brushwood. Most importantly, I ain't been used to being in a cool town before. I don't know if I like it. Explain to me what I just saw, Bryce. So that was a teaser for Netflix's upcoming reality show, Roaring Twenties, which will come out weekly on Netflix um, as the show began filming this fall. The eight people are sharing a house in Austin, Texas, and it seems to be about spreading your wings and having a fulfilling youth in a very exciting uh, city. Uh, they they talk about, you know, growing up in a quote-unquote new normal, uh, whatever you take that to mean. Uh, we don't know if this is going to be more real world or terrace housey, but it looks like it could be either. Tom, what do you think? I think... I was in my 20s sharing a house in Austin, Texas in 1996, and we didn't have no Netflix people around <laughs> filming then. Why do these kids need it now? There's a big part of me that wants to make fun of all of these kids, make fun of the project, make fun of the conceit and everything. But the truth is, man, it's been a hell of a last two years. And right? it's like... Um, it's kind of genius. Like, like, I mean, this is some real documentation of people entering a new world in kind of this weird post-war COVID, post-COVID environment. And uh, I, and, and I'm I, kind of wondering what from my 90s sharing a house in Austin will actually still be like, oh yeah, no, that's still true. You know, like what will overlap? I bet a lot will. Well, well and uh, there's a part of me that wonders like what I'm going to see in the show about my own town that I've lived in for the last 30 years that I don't see just looking out my front door. Yeah. yeah. They're in your house, Brian. <gasps> Well, I mean, you not never yet. realized it. Yeah, we have, this we have whole to show. invite them over and then have them here at the HQ. That's the whole thing. <laughs> no, look in the next room. They've been there. Oh shooting my for months. god! Just... What a twist! <laughs> uh, that's coming to net to Netflix December tenth. Those are weekly, so those are also a weekly show. Check it out. Uh, so, uh, let's bring in our special guest. Yes, uh, Pally Eckland. Uh, Eck, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you, man. Guys, I was so happy when Jackie when Jackie sent me the email. It's, it's um watching you guys all the time. And last week was a great show, by the way. I loved I loved all the talk about old vintage shows you guys were watching. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. great stuff. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we yeah, well, definitely and, got and fired hockey up. season back underway, uh, and Hockey Buzz himself uh, taking a little break <laughs> from the action. So we appreciate that as well. Oh no, thanks. Yeah, no, it's 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 wonderful to have fans back. You know, like um, last year, I was in the in the press box by myself, and there was nobody around. It was the weirdest thing. Time they time they like gave us um like ten rows up from the ice. Every reporter had his own like cart table, and we had our <laughs> whole 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 section, like an entire section, was ours. And wow. you, you could hear the you could hear the players just talking to each other, yelling at each other. They had this fake crowd noise coming in. And then, uh, and then they released, then they put it out to 3000 fans at a time. Like, so we had just 3000 fans. And the funny thing about that is, I don't know if you've ever had like a season ticket to an event or anything like that, like a sporting event, but you always end sure. up with like a jerk behind you, you know, who's like all year long, this one guy behind you is like, Oh God, I'm so sick of his opinions. Da, da, da. Just, the only thing that keeps those people from being total jerks is 
the fact that there are people near them. So when you had 3,000 socially distanced people stadiums those guys were just like there's nobody near me i can be a total jerk all the time and that was something that was like that was like the last days of rome when you only had three thousand people in there the screaming screaming that was going on but now we're back back wow that's crazy well it's good to have you man uh it's uh it's disney plus day week uh disney plus day was on friday uh folks you know what that means it is most of the show but also our primary target Now, Disney Plus Day came shortly after the actual Disney earnings report, where we get uh, updates on numbers and stuff like that. Disney Plus added 2.1 million streaming subscribers last quarter, bringing the total Disney Plus subscription to 119.1 million, up 60% on the year. However, that 2.1 million was quite a bit under what analysts had expected. Analysts had expected Disney Plus to add 9.4 million. uh, So that was unsettling for the investors anyway. CEO Bob Chapek said the company is sticking with flexibility when it comes to theatrical releases, uh, Chapek said, we're still unsure in terms of how the marketplace is going to react when family films come back with a theatrical first window. Adding, you'll notice that the films we are putting into the marketplace that are theatrical and our family films have a fairly short window. We're doing that so we can get our films quicker to Disney+, Plus, but at the same time, see if the theatrical market can kick back into full gear as we prime the pump with these films. Uh, Disney Plus also went live in Korea and Taiwan last week, uh, so they should probably have bigger numbers next quarter because they're adding two new markets. Uh, but before we get into all of the the actual Disney Plus day announcements, Brian, uh, interesting to see the sort of, well, family films, maybe they'll respect the window, but we're testing it first. So this is my question for all of the panel, including uh, Eck and Bryce. Uh, uh, is this in particular a family film affair or uh, a Disney Maverick experiment, or is this just straight up the new normal? <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one, right? Disney family films. That, that's always a scary kind of combination of things to me. Like, I, I don't know, you know, Disney, everything. I mean, when I was, if you um, notice the things that they, you know, kept out of the Muppet show, which we watch around here all the time, you know, they took stuff out of the Muppet show to make it more family friendly. And some of it definitely deserved to be taken out of it. But some of it was, you know, on the edge. I, I, Disney family is kind of scary. I don't know. To me, to me, it seems like it's a weird place to go. There's definitely plenty of money there in the movie yeah. theater business, right? As taking a family out to go to, go to the movies is a pretty cheap way to entertain people. But um, at the same time, if you can get a similar, if the kid, I think it'll depend on the kids, right? Do the kids want to get out of the house or did they want to go see the new Pixar movie? Cause if they just want to see the new Pixar movie, <laughs> then I think that they'll find that it's, it yeah. will probably make more sense to throw that straight to Disney plus and get some of that heat yeah. and, and just entertain the kids this week with uh, this instead of whatever other kids programming. But on top of that, you have the multiple agendas. For example, uh, Disney plus wants to paint a narrative where they're the young upstart that comes in and kicks in the door and tells Netflix to go get bent old man. Uh, in which case, yeah, you want to go as fast to Disney plus as you possibly can. And family films. I feel like I have, I have no justification for this, yeah. but I feel like family films are more well positioned to make that transition. Sure. I think Disney knows that when everybody's comfortable going to the theater. There are certain movies that will financially be worth it to give a theatrical exclusive to that, that families will want to see them right away. They won't want to wait even 30 days to see, uh, 
but they're not sure if families in particular, it's one thing to, to go after, you know, uh, men aged 34 yeah. to, to 55, but families, are they ready to put on masks, to deal with the uncertainty, maybe have to show a vaccination depending on where you live? Are families right. ready for that? And I, I, that's what I took out of this is Chapek was saying, eh, we're going to see if families come to the theater yet. We know they will eventually, but, you know, we're going to we're going to be flexible until we figure that out. I mean, also, like, think about how, I mean, my kids, at least growing up, it was like Nemo every hour on the hour here, you know? So, like, you know, now it's it's, it's frozen. You know, th there's certain things that, my gosh, you know, like, if you're going to put it, if you're going to put it on streaming, you know you're going to get multiple, 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 multiple views for these shows. Right. Yeah. But and also, honestly, that happens whether it's in the theater or not. Right. right. And, and yeah. on, on the flip side, we've, we've had an earthquake for the last two years, and now the rules are not established. So now we have an opportunity for somebody to come in and, and do something crazy and claim the, the crown of like we were the number one box office movie of all of 2021 or all of <laughs> 2022 or whatever. And it sounds to me like they're flat out announcing we're not going to try to play that game. We want to establish our foothold in streaming territory. With, with the family films particularly. Right. Right. Yeah, they're like we we can be the number one movie all all year with a Marvel film. That's fine, right? Uh, but right. family films, uh, we're 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 still not sure if the families are showing up or yet or, or not. So we're we're playing that one close to the vest. Yeah. All right. Like Netflix before it, Disney made way too many announcements uh, last week. Uh, thanks to the fan event called Disney Plus Day, uh, we will move through them quickly. That's your own fault, Disney. And ask each of our panelists to give them. A Disney Plus or Disney Minus rating. Uh, we shall start with Marvel. Hawkeye, post blip New York. Hawkeye teaming up with Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld, coming November 24th. Brian? Disney Plus all the way. I want Hawkeye to have one win. Give this poor guy <laughs> who has no superpowers just one good property. It's Christmas for crying out loud. Amen. Preach, Brian. I'm so with you. Uh, just uh, the bow and arrow over being a god any day of the week. Come on. He's not a god. He's got a bow and arrow, for crying out loud. And uh, yeah, to be clear, we're talking about Jeremy Renner, not Alan Alda. Moon Knight, a vigilante <laughs> with dissociative identity disorder whose many identities are involved in a deadly war of the gods coming 2022. I don't really care about Moon Knight, but if you could pull off making me care, that would be a plus. I have no moonlight, but my son said it was awesome. And he, my son, before I said, these are the shows I got to talk about later. And I was just talking to him a couple hours ago. And he's like, yeah, Moon Knight's great. He's fired up. I learned about Moon Knight when Justin Robert Young referenced it during a bit we were doing on FSL Tonight 12 years ago. So <laughs> that's all I know about Moon Knight. She-Hulk, Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. Uh, a lawyer specializing in superhuman case law, guest starring Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth as the abomination uh, coming in 2022. Tom, if it sounds like I'm being overly hostile, it's only because I'm trying to hide the fact that I was sexually attracted to She-Hulk <laughs> during my adolescence. I freaking love She-Hulk a lot. And Tatiana, what's her name, was amazing in Orphan Black. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense and no shame involved in that. That's a double plus. Uh, Eck, what about you? None whatsoever. I, I was that way with the girl from uh, Speed Racer. Anyway, um, yeah, so the... <laughs> 
No, She Hulk is just shows just shows that a woman can be irradiated and not become an idiot. Like the regular Hulk becomes an idiot when he's you know. So I think this is good. Uh, keep in mind also, She Hulk was like a female version of Deadpool before Deadpool. She was self aware mm, uh, that she was in a comic book. She would do stuff like, "Oh, we got to go to the guy." Oh, I know a shortcut, and she would tear open the page, walk across a fake ad, and then show up and fight the bad guy. Ms. Marvel, 16-year-old Kamala Khan is the character in this one, a huge fan of the Avengers, big gamer, fan fiction writer, and then gains superpowers coming fall 2022. Um, it's a minus. I what? and, and I, I I have so much latent frustration with the joyless representation of all things Captain Marvel. I it's it, it, even Miss Marvel. I I don't know. I I ain't watched this silly son of a gun. I uh, I'm gonna chime in here and yes, make, please, put please a, put a big plus on this because boy howdy, we're doing Young Avengers and this is how this is the next thing you ah. need to do. You need to do Miss Marvel. Right. And, take your word for it. Yeah. Did I mention I want to date the She Hulk? <laughs> yes, you, you may have. Okay, yeah. Eck. I would have rather seen Squirrel Girl, to be honest. That would have been awesome, but no, no not this one. All right. I mean, with this list, there's no reason they had to choose. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> here, here are shows with no dates. Echo, a spinoff from Hawkeye, which will introduce Maya Lopez, played by Alakwa Cox, in Hawkeye, and then already getting a show called Echo. Plus or minus? Uh, minus, because that sounds like homework. Yeah, I don't know that one very very well. Um, no, I, just, I would say I'm gonna I'm neutral on that one. I can't can't respond. Ironheart, Siri Williams is a genius inventor who creates an advanced suit of armor. That minus. I don't know why. Is it? Is this like Miss Marble? Is this he? Is this like you know the Iron Man Miss Marble type thing? Kind of. I mean, if it is, or? it's cool. But 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 that sounds like a very difficult needle to thread. <laughs> yes. Agatha, House of Harkness, starring Catherine Hahn. All my pluses go to Agatha. <laughs> Catherine Hahn's pretty uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, Secret Invasion, starring Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. One of my favorite themes in all of Marvel. Plus, plus, plus. From Captain yeah, son, son, Marvel. Son told me it's amazing, too. I don't know this one either, but yeah, yeah, he was the same exact way. He was so fired about this one, too. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special from James Gunn. I stopped lifting, listening. I do plus, plus, plus. <laughs> Is Chewbacca in it? Because that's what I want to see the crossover. Oh, Come man. on. This, this feels, plus. This, this feels like the Star Wars Holiday Special to me, doesn't it? It's like, okay, here we go. Guardians of the Galaxy. An animated revival of X-Men 97. This is a bold move, and I <laughs> love that they're trying it. I'm not going to claim whether or not it'll be good or bad. I guess I'll say plus for the effort, but what a wild move. Yeah, I remember, I remember X-Men Pinball Machine. That's about all I remember from the X-Men X -Men comic suit. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What if getting a season two? Yes, yes. Plus all the way. Yeah, first season was really good. Really fun. Spider-Man Freshman Year, an I animated origin story for Peter Parker with animation in the Silver Age Spider-Man style. What does that look like? That's the like the original run of Spider-Man, basically. No, no, no. But, but, but I mean, in animation form, yeah. what what do you think that looks like in terms of pacing and comedy and all? Plus, plus. Great. Just put me down as plus. I, I just, you know, I, I was looking the other day trying to stream the original Spider-Man that was on TV when I was a kid. I couldn't find it anywhere. So 
but I've, I've I, not enough Spider-Man for me for sure. I am Groot, a series of shorts around baby Groot. Big old fat minus. Yeah. Minus, yeah. minus, minus. If you Hates have the a baby, a- the last thing you want to do is watch somebody else's baby. Ain't nobody just liked babies. It. Nobody liked baby Muppets. Nobody liked uh, a baby true. driver. Nobody likes babies. <laughs> Heck. We love Muppets. Uh, it just, just feels like a meme trying. They're just trying to make memes. It just feels like a meme thing to me. It's all. All right. I am pro baby, just to be on the record. <laughs> uh, Marvel Zombies, an animated reimagining of heroes battling a zombie scourge. Similar, but not necessarily a direct spinoff of the What If episode. So don't expect mm-hmm. continuity between them. Minus, minus, minus. We've, I'm, I'm already over zombies, full stop. I'm double over zombies when I saw that What If episode. That was definitely the worst of all the What If episodes. Zombies down, living people up. That's right. I'm racist. <laughs> zombies it, or I babies? Mean, like, uh, uh, no, yeah. Zombie babies, we might have something. But outside of that, no. Zombies versus babies, maybe. But no, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think that, I think that uh, reimagining to me... Why does Marvel get to reimagine everything all the time? Like, you know, I put out art just art stuff back, you know, in college. I can't reimagine that stuff. So I wonder, curious. All right, let's get to the Star Wars stuff. Just a couple of those. Uh, Under mm-hmm. the Helmet, The Legacy of yeah. Boba Fett, uh, a special documentary about the origin of Boba Fett, leading into, of course, the Book of Boba Fett. Minus the world's worst bounty hunter who got hit in the back by a blind man and died, except he didn't die, inside of a Sarlacc pit. Yeah, you don't want to hear about the origin of that. Okay, Eck? I feel like he, I, I'm so happy you said that, Brian. I feel like he's the most overrated Star Wars character of all time. Like, I really just feel like there's nothing to him and they tried to make something out of him. The uh, the child who saved the proof of purchases to get Boba Fett set okay. and was upset <laughs> that he didn't get the one that was recalled because of the uh, actual choking hazard from the uh, <laughs> missile in the back uh, is going to be very excited to watch this. Uh, uh, let's move on to Obi-Wan. Exclusive look of Obi-Wan was given showing a concept art of Ewan McGregor's Kenobi battling Darth Vader, played by Hayden Christensen, coming in 2022. Uh, plus, despite the fact that Darth Vader is in it, <laughs> like, like I am so into Obi-Wan Ewan McGregor that that's enough for me. Yeah, same here. Same here. I've been waiting for that All for right. a while. Now we have 25 more to go. Good. Uh, the okay. Beatles Get yep. Back coming November 25th. Plus, 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 plus. I, I just I I can't get enough of this. I can't wait. I'm so so fired up about this. This is this is this is like the one thing I want to watch all year. I just I'm so excited. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, animated movie coming December third, and a sequel called Roderick Rules coming next year. Uh, minus. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I just I thought I, I thought the books were bizarre. I mean, unless Honestly, like to... you know, uh, Obi Wan beats up the Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Damn. I worked at Borders Bookstore uh, when this was big, and I you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Welcome to Earth, a six-part National Geographic series with Will Smith coming December 8th. Man, this one's a coin flip. Uh, I believe that Will Smith has the chops to sell me on truly experiencing the majesty of this wonderful planet that we live on. So I'm going to say tentative plus. 
Yeah, I love nature documentaries. So that's my this is this is this is right in my wheelhouse for sure. We just watched everything by David Attenborough we could possibly watch over the last month. So yeah, well, and, I, and, I'd and like more, to see it. Most specifically, I feel like Will Smith can pull off awe yeah. and wonder in a way that will take me for the ride. The Ice yeah. Age Adventures of Buck Wild, starring Simon Pegg as Buck Wild mm. in the animated <laughs> adventures spinoff from the Ice Age coming January 28th. Minus, sorry, I, I couldn't wait until you stopped talking. I started saying minus <laughs> before you stopped. Yeah, there's just so many crazy inaccuracies about this universe. I just don't know where to start. You know, with different, there was a Santa Claus in one of them. I just, it's, it's just, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Sneakerella, a gender flipped telling of Cinderella with sneaker culture coming February 18th. <laughs> Minus, I'm confused. This is a bridge too far. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be great. I don't know what y'all are afraid of, old man. You like sneaker uh, culture? Proud... I'm not, I mean, I go ahead. The Proud Family, louder and prouder spinoff of Disney Channel series coming in February. I don't know what that is. Minus. <laughs> Big, big plus. I'm glad the Proud Family's back. Proud Family oh, rules. Oh, Proud Family fan in the house. Yeah, nice. Proud Family that, rules. Were they Victoria in the Victoria universe, or were they? Where were they? I'm trying to victorious, or I'm trying to remember where the Cloud Family was. Like, no, they were Charlie. They were. They were an animated. They were. Oh, they were always an oh, animated, animated family. Yeah. Okay. No. I, okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I just watched all the other ones with my kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Warwick Davis introduced a sequel series to Willow coming in 2022. Uh, provisional plus. I just want good things for him. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll go with you. I'll go with you, Brian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Zootopia plus short form <laughs> series set in the city from the movie Zootopia. Massive plus. Uh, there, the, my one regret about that movie was, and it was something they did very, very well, which was keep so much stuff in the background that all I wanted to do is explore the rest of this crazy New York city. And if they're going to start, you know, giving us tales of bossing say or whatever, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. I'm, 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 I'm right away. Yeah, this is amazing, amazing. Zootopia was amazing. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Only thirty more to go. Cars on the okay. road. Modder and Lightning McQueen go on a road trip. Coming 2022. <sighs> Minus. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Bring back Thomas the Tank Engine if we're going to go this far. You know, we have just, just we're, we're we've done the talking car thing. We're done. We're done. We're done. done Chip done. and Dale animated hybrid with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg voicing Chip and or Dale. Spring 2022. Provisional plus. Just because, mm. like, wait, you're refusing to call it a reboot. You're just acting like everything's continuing again. All right, I'll subscribe <laughs> to your newsletter. Yeah, I like John Mulaney. I, I'll say I'll watch it for sure. See what happens. Better Nate than ever, based on the book coming spring twenty twenty two. Uh, I don't know what that is. So minus. Is this a high? Is this a High School Musical thing? Is this like a High School Baymax, Musical Baymax animated series, series anyway. coming summer twenty twenty two? Plus 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 plus. <laughs> Big Hero Six is amazing. Yes. Yes, I was Baymax for Halloween. I have the costume right over there. Nice. Anyway, that, yep, for sure. There you go. Uh, Pinocchio, a uh, retelling of the animated as a sort of live action from Robert Zemeckis coming fall 2022. Uh, sorry, I fell asleep halfway through that. So minus. <laughs> yeah, let's lying nose growing. That, that definitely has seen its time, I think. Disenchanted, a sequel to the film Disenchanted. This one will also star Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey coming fall 2022. It's strange. It's confusing. I don't like those. Negative. This feels like where the list is headed, Tom. 
Cheaper by the Dozen, a reimagining starring Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff coming in March 2022. Every single time anybody does this movie, nobody's read the original book. The original book was adorable and ain't nobody even try to get close to the book. I'm going to preemptively assume they're going to screw it up just like everybody else does. Negative. Oh, yeah. Zach Braff, my favorite movie of all time, Garden State. He's really fallen afar, far. I'm sorry. I'm not happy with this. Mm -mm. Hocus Pocus 2 with the original cast of Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy in a sequel, Fall 2022. Oh, my God, Tom. A movie I didn't like the first time, only with older, slower versions of the same people. Wow. Negative. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going plus. No. <laughs> Surely there will be a Sex in the City crossover at some point, but that's the only thing you might want to watch for, yeah. And just like that, win or lose <laughs> from Pixar, animated series about a school softball team coming 2023. I heard you say the word Pixar plus. All right, I'm just going to say and these, and you guys shout plus or, or minus as I go. <laughs> Tiana, musical series coming in 2023, where the Princess of Maldonia came from New Orleans. Plus. plus. Spiderwick Chronicles, new series adaptation of the books. Negative. Man, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, Nat Geo series coming 2022. Big plus. 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 America the Beautiful, a six-part Nat Geo series coming in 2022. Plus. Plus. High School, The Musical, The Musical, The Series, Season 3, Someday, has Minus. been approved. God help us. And no. Disney mm -mm. Intertwined Entrelazados coming someday, it was announced. Uh, Tom, we speak English <laughs> on this show. I don't know what that is. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. All right. And then finally, uh, one that was not in any of the recaps out there, but it was covered by Variety and several outlets, a Predator prequel called Prey, not on Disney Plus, but it was announced on the same day, streaming on Hulu this summer. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I'm real finicky about my Predator prequels or sequels. <laughs> Who's this one directed by? Uh, Daniel Trachtenberg. Wait, Dan One, Trachtenberg? Daniel Our Trachtenberg. friend from the Totally Rad Show? Former Cord nice. Killers guest and host of the Totally Rad Show. Daniel I would like to take back all of my previous pluses and give them all to pray. <laughs> That's a recall on pluses. Zach, what do you think? No, I love, I love Dan Trachtenberg. That's going to be awesome. He's from Philadelphia, kid, too. It's good. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> folks, we know that you may not have spent all your pluses and we'd like to have them. Just turn them into dollar bills and send them to patreon.com slash cord killers. Yeah, dude, it's a little thing called money and it was vetted by uh, Sir Alfred Maynard Keynes. That's right. In conjunction with Einstein. Mm -hmm. And they said someday uh, 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 there was going to be a TV sh uh, show that wants to be loud, live, and independent to bring you the cord-cutting news that's going to allow you to watch, want, uh, to watch what you want, when you want, on whatever device you please, and we need to make that happen. So they sent a time pod into the mind of Jack Conti, and Jack Conti invented Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash cordkillers. You get your own RSS feed. You get bonus content. You get ad-free we don't have ads, uh, ex except for doghouse systems. Look, but the point is, yeah. you keep us alive. You are our yeah. lifeline. We will die if you don't support us. In <laughs> yep. slash court yep. I mean, we, we didn't want to put that out there on Front Street. We, uh, we've waited. We've kept it secret for a long time. But we, yeah. we've got a fever, a fever <laughs> for the flavor of your money. And the if secret we don't, to immortality is you. Is money. Patreon.com slash cord killers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
And now, ahora, como mirar. Hey, uh, remember MoviePass? Anybody, remember anybody movies? MoviePass? MoviePass, that was the company that created a way to see unlimited movies for a low monthly fee, but didn't exactly have the movie theater owner's blessing or a business plan. So the major theater chains all started competing programs uh, and the movie pass went bankrupt in January, 2020 before the pandemic could even kill them. Uh, and it seemed like that was the end of the movie pass tale, but Stacy spikes, not spike Spiegel, Stacy spikes was one of the people who co-founded MoviePass way back in 2011. We talked about it on frame rate back then. At launch, it wasn't a crazy idea without a business plan. It tried to play nice with theaters. It was a more expensive plan, around $40 with a limited number of movies. But then in 2017, Spikes and co-founder Hammett Watts sold the company to analytics company Helios and Matheson, who then fired Spikes, lowered the price, made the movies unlimited, the rest is history. Since then, MoviePass's assets have been working their way through bankruptcy court and were put up recently for auction. So Spikes, being a little nostalgic, thought, you know what? Let me check and see what's going on. I hear you have trouble finding a buyer. That was true. He put in a bid and Business Insider reports that bid was less than 250000 although we don't know that for sure. On November 5th, the court told Spikes, yeah, nobody objected to your bid and you were the only one who put in a bid. And a few what? days later, movie pass assets were Stacy Spikes once again. Spikes Company, which is called Pre-Show, now owns the remains of MoviePass. Spike notes that MoviePass data shows people went to more movies and spent more on concessions at those movies when they were using MoviePass. And he thinks the idea could still work, just not for $10 a month for unlimited movies without theatrical co uh, cooperation. So post-pandemic, theaters, a little more receptive than ever to things that will get people back into theaters, uh, are talking to Spikes. Spikes is talking to theater owners, movie makers, and moviegoers, and plans to take all he learns from all of them and launch MoviePass next year. He told, pro protocols, uh, he told Protocol that MoviePass's job will, quote, ultimately be about smoothing out your decision to go to the movies, but we need to do it right so it is sustainable and everybody wins. This is utterly remarkable. Like, like just the email list alone seems like it would be worth more than a quarter million dollars. I mean, think, think about it this way. The four of us could sell all of our cars and then borrow <laughs> money right? from our parents <laughs> and kick it in and have this. Like, how, how did this happen? That's awesome. I mean, I, 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 I was jokingly went back and I, I was on frame rate when you talked about this. I, I remember talking about this with you before, Tom. I'm like, holy cow. Um, yeah, it's crazy how long it's been going on. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, talk about getting in at the right time. You know, like, like you said, the movie theaters, they, they want, they want to end anything right now. If you throw an idea at them, they're going to listen. I mean, I guess the reason there aren't a lot of bidders, Brian, is that MoviePass's name is Mud. AMC created their own subscription program. So did Regal, so did Cinemark. And it's probably just, it seems like a non-starter to anybody that isn't Stacey Spikes, but you're right. You would think someone would at least have put in another bid just for the data alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
give me a minute. I need to write a resume. And <laughs> what's her email? Spikes at spikey.spike. I yeah, mean, Stacy at spikes uh, at uh, uh, moviepasspreshow.com or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, the obvious thought of this was a failed business that lost money also plays into it, right? I co- mean, correct. But that the, depresses the value, certainly, right? Correct. But, but, sure. but, but, but for the data alone, like maybe maybe all the privacy stuff makes people hesitant to pick up the data. They're like, hmm, GDPR. I don't know. That's a lot of that's a lot of trouble just for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I I I think we all agree it's a steal at 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 a quarter million dollars. Whatever happens next. Um, and obviously, he's not going to go to AMC. He's not going to try to recreate MoviePass, any theater, anywhere. We'll issue you a credit card. He's not going to do that. What it sounds like from the various interviews that I read, and he gave a bunch of interviews, he wants to go to smaller theater chains, landmark theaters, indie chains, art houses, and make it easy for them to be part of a plan that would bring people into their theaters. So places that always had a foot traffic problem before and are even more worried about it post-pandemic, make it easy for people to go, oh, well, this doesn't work for the blockbusters at the AMC, but I can see all the cool stuff, you know, at at the art house or at the landmark or at some place like that. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, even if you had no intentions of rebooting any aspect of this uh, enterprise whatsoever, if you were a consulting firm, quarter million dollars for the data of the beginning, the alpha, the omega, the whole story of MoviePass in a pre-pandemic world, that's pretty valuable data. And, and I'm, I'm oh, shocked. Maybe that's it. Maybe everybody's like, that, that data's no good anymore. It's pre-pandemic yeah. and all the patterns uh, have changed. No, that's why it's valuable is because like, sure. like, like yeah. we've, you know, current data is corrupted. And um, but also it, she's the founder too, you know, there's the founder that that's gotta be, you know, she's got a, she's got an emotional tie to it. You know, that's, that's, there's no question about that too. Like, you know, there's even, even if, even if it's failed, you know, it, it's still something that it's a, it's a baby theirs, you know? Yeah. If, if this, the pre, you, you mentioned, um, uh, Stacey's other business pre-show, which we have talked about before, I believe this is where they make you, you watch ads and then you watch mm-hmm. enough ads and you get to watch a movie. I think right. if you mix that in with MoviePass and say, okay, well, you have to sit on your phone and watch 30, 40 minutes of TV show ads, whatever, um, I can see that being a new wrinkle in in the MoviePass business that was not part of the original or the previous rollout. Was yeah, maybe. Having them I don't even think ads. it has to be, but it could be, right? Since it's there, why not? Yeah. Uh, Chad yeah. is pointing out that uh, Stacy is a he. Oh my gosh! I just I just thought about that as I was saying that. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But not a bounty hunter. <laughs> That's correct. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I uh, I I don't know. I'm fascinated by this. I love that Stacy Spikes got it back for a song. You know, a, a rather successful like top forty. You know, peaked at number thirty song, but still hmm. for a song. Uh, and and. I thought MoviePass was genius when Stacy Spikes launched it. I thought yeah. it was a bold gamble when Helios and Matheson played the let's just get go for adoption. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> might work, it might not, obviously didn't. But I think it, there was a non-zero chance it could have worked. But I, I think I'm, I'm more attracted to the idea that Spikes is able to say like, all right, great. I took some of the proceeds from selling it to Helios and Matheson and have now reinvested it into buying the original <laughs> idea back. Yeah. 
Yeah. And let me, yeah. let me go with that. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. And I, I think, I think something cool could arise from this. Agreed. All right. Plus, let's talk about what to watch and under surveillance. Not like this. Before we begin under surveillance, uh, Brian made a motion to add another element to the previous conversation. Oh, I said plus. I agree with you. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Squid Game creator Huang Dong-hyuk uh, confirmed to the AP, the Associated Press, something that none of us are surprised at. They're going to make another season of Squid Game. What? Uh, <laughs> Huang said, there's been so much pressure, so much demand, so much love for a second season, so I almost feel like you leave us no choice. But I will say there will indeed be a second season. It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently. Uh, Lee Jung-jae will return as the main character, Song Gi-un. Dude, so we'll I get can the main already see the Saturday Night Live sketch where they go to the writer's room and then they come in and they're playing Battleship and he's like, no, more elementary. And then they're playing Monopoly, <laughs> kicks over the board, like, we need more games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there are, without getting spoilery, there are a couple of threads left at the end of Squid Game uh, that, that could certainly be picked up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Tune into Spoiler in Time as we watch Squid Game uh, when we get to the end uh, to find out where we think. Uh, when we do the finale of Squid Game on Spoiler in Time, we'll, we'll talk about where we think a season two might go. Do you watch Squid Game, Ek? I haven't yet. No, and, and it's funny because I, I, I because the hockey season just started off, and I can't even commit to anything. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't been able to. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, the trend of English remakes of Korean videos, films, and TV shows is definitely underway. Remakes of Crash Landing on You and W are in the works, and Netflix just announced it will make an English language version of the Korean movie Time to Hunt, which was apparently a big hit for Netflix. This will be the first time Netflix has adapted a non-English property of its own into an English one. Uh, Time to Hunt is about a group of young people committing crimes to survive in a future Korea hit by a financial crisis. What do you think the secret sauce about Korean dramas is, Tom? Because you are way ahead of this trend. I mean, that is the million dollar question. Uh, I think it's Hollywood level production and acting has been developed uh, with enough of a vocabulary of what makes popular movies and TV shows but coming from an entirely different perspective, you know, able to surprise and delight you with something where you're like, I never would have saw that coming. That's a story I never would have thought of uh, because they're outside of the bubble. That's pretty close to what my guess was going to mm. be. It, th there's something about the fact that if, if you tell me this is based on a Korean drama or whatever, like all of a sudden I think, well, anything's on the table, like any crazy thing you could mm -hmm. imagine could have. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, the Super Bowl happens on February 13th next year. That lands it right in the middle of the Winter Olympics, which happens February 4th through the 20th. And this year, both are on NBC. And I should disclose, yeah. my wife works for a company owned by NBC, and therefore part of her bonus will be based on this. And I'm very pleased about that. Uh, instead of the premiere of a hot new series after the Super Bowl, which is usually what you get, like stay tuned after the Super Bowl for the premiere of the new show, NBC is going to go from the Olympics to Super Bowl coverage, which lasts all day, and then back to the Olympics because a new day of Olympics will be beginning at 
11.30 a.m. Beijing time at the time the Super Bowl usually ends. Okay. So it's kind of a perfect slot. Yeah. I'm not going to say this idea is a total snooze fest and it's going to be a terrible idea that nobody's going to pay attention to. Let me just try to plus it. You ready? Okay. Feel Get relaxed. Roll your shoulders. Super Bowl added as an Olympic sport. Come on. Are you with me? <laughs> Let's do it. Gold medals. In the Winter Olympics? Come on, yeah. International Olympic Committee. In the Winter Olympics. Come on. Oh, I, I, you like money I, or I, not? You know, these Olympics are a really big deal for NBC. I have lots of friends there, too, and I work with Comcast NBC here in Philly a lot. And um, the you know the, these ratings are, are, are a big deal. Um, this is obviously the last Olympics didn't do the greatest in the summer. Winter Olympics have a, you know, usually don't do as good as the summer Olympics, um, because they don't have as much beach volleyball. That's what I was told. <laughs> and, um, you know, the reality is, you know, that the winter Olympics have, you know, for me, obviously hockey, you know, and, and we have professional hockey players going to the winter Olympics again. And that's, that's, you know, that's a big thing for the NHL. And this is, you know, this is the, this is the biggest stage NHL gets to. That's why they send their best athletes over there. So. I do only one thing I question about this with Tom is the Olympics really, I think became a pay per not a pay, no, but a, a viewing when you want to view it type thing a couple of years ago, you know, and this is good. Like going, like you can say, like, yeah, they're starting the, the Olympics. I mean, I've covered Olympics. I was in Vancouver for the Olympics and um, it's an incredible thing to cover from the press perspective, but that was still a North American time zone, you know, like a, a time zone over there. It's a hard thing to sell. And um, it's a hard thing to just get people to stay up till midnight to watch it when they'll just really go to the app and say, I want to watch all the, you know, all the freestyle skiing or what have you, you know, or all this or all whatever event they want to watch. Yeah, that that did not uh, make NBC disappointed in any way with the advertising they were able to sell. Uh, there's still enough people watching yeah. primetime coverage. And yeah, if they would fix the access to stuff through Peacock for free. Uh, yes, I, they, they've done a they've done a really good job over the last few Olympics of improving the NBC Sports app, but you have to have a cable subscription to make the best use of it. Because then you're right, you can just pop in. They need to do a little better job of letting you pop in without having to see an ad every time. Uh, you know, right. kind of recognizing that you're gonna you're gonna bop around. Peacock was a disaster though. Like, like it was just unclear how you would get to anything. If they if they figure that out by the Winter Olympics. Uh, that that could certainly help, um, but yeah, it just seems like they it seems like they had figured it out before. I mean, the last couple Olympics before that were pretty good on the the, the, the on the, the app experiences were pretty good. I mean, they were Comcast yeah, yeah. Sportsnet, I think, and they were good. They were the solid, NBC Sports app is on. good. I, I they just they just didn't figure out how to integrate it properly into Peacock, and it was the first time yeah. they've had Peacock. So yeah, hopefully they've they've yeah. figured some things out from that. Yeah, I mean, I really hope it does well. I mean, I'm a huge Olympic fan. It's it's a wonderful event, and I really, I really want to see it continue to get the kind of you know, you know, the, for the for the people who are involved in it, what it's what it's worth. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to me that NBC got the Super Bowl the same year the Winter Olympics would be happening in the middle of it. So it's it is a bonanza uh, for them, no matter how you look at it. Well, also not to interrupt, but one thing is this is also why they don't have the NHL too. You know, the this is another event, another thing that they would have had to have in the same year. You know, and I, I heard that you know clearly that you know when the ESPN and ABC took took the NHL from NBC, that was the, the Olympics and Super Bowl were a big part of that. I was worried about that. Well, I'm really glad they lost it. To be honest, so I was going to talk. I'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it it has improved my hockey watching experience. Uh, real quickly, the Patty Jenkins directed Rogue Squadron Star Wars movie uh, was set to begin production pre production by the end of this year and production itself in 2022 with a release date of December 22nd, 2023. But Patty Jenkins too busy. 
uh, schedule's too full. So Rogue Squadron has been taken off the production schedule. They haven't removed it from the release date yet, but my guess is they just haven't got around to that. Are we ever getting another Star Wars film? And do we care? A couple of different factors going into this. Uh, Rogue Squadron is a pretty beloved AAA uh, sub-movie title. You know, but, uh, the video games, the, the books, all of that stuff. Uh, Patty Jenkins, a, a very talented director. Um, possibly not a match. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of behind-the-scenes jockeying. But, but one thing I know for sure is that anything on the small screen that is Star Wars related seems to be doing pretty well. Anything on the big screen seems to be beleaguered and having a tough time. So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there's some hesitancy ab about uh, uh, either the pairing of Patty Jenkins with this project or her comfort with what directions to go because I suspect that behind the scenes, Disney's doing a lot of figuring like, mm, what's working, what's not working. All right, we got a few more notes here. Transformers prequel Rise of the Beasts has been delayed a year from June 2022 to June 9th, 2023. And an untitled Star Trek movie that was supposed to have that slot in June 2023 has been moved to December 22nd, 2023. We still don't know what Star Trek that would be. And just like that, a Sex in the City sequel series got a trailer. It's coming to HBO Max December 9th. La Brea from NBC got renewed for season two. I haven't even started watching this, uh, but all my friends who watch it say it's the dumbest, most fun thing they watch on television. <laughs> and the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus released a teaser that'll be coming out sometime next year. Uh, yeah, I guess the lowest stakes thing is the one I'm most ex excited about, uh, La Brea. Like uh, the idea of having a show that it's okay for me to like or not like or fall asleep during, that sounds rad. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get at least two seasons, yeah? Yep. Here you go. Why not? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Let's start with you, Eck. Uh, what have you been watching lately? Um, well, I have been watching season two of the Animaniacs on Hulu. <laughs> and um, I am a big, I'm a big Animaniacs fan. Um, it's something I do with my son on Sunday mornings. It's, it's literally like Sunday morning cartoons. It's just fun. Oh, cool. And, uh, and, and we've and we do it. And, and this, and it's hilarious. I mean, it's just absolutely brilliant um it's, it's well done and and there was a cord killing moment in the last episode too that i watched which was really funny when i was thinking of you guys because you know uh they, they break the fourth wall quite a bit and you know one of the characters says well if you had hulu you wouldn't have to worry about that and and they said i'll get you a free i'll get you a free subscription with ads <laughs> it, was ah. like, it was really it was awesome it was a, a seven day free prescription with ads you know it's just really funny they were really were good it was really solid so i've been watching that um and uh, i've also been watching a show that came out um by rob lowe called the grinder it was it was do you remember this show at all <gasps> it was on yeah yes the grinder yeah. uh this is the one where he's pretending to be a lawyer or something yes it is phenomenal it's like it is just i don't know how this show and i, I found out about it because i was listening to rob lowe's podcast actually where he was talking about it, and he said this this makes him never want to do he doesn't understand why it says someone picked up and never want to do comedy again he said this is like the greatest thing ever he thought it is absolutely one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. It's like right up if you're in the Parks and Rec, like if you like Parks and Rec, that kind of stuff. It's 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 sometimes even sharper than that. It's just really, really, really funny. Um, yeah, I can't say can't say enough good things about it. Right and, on. Um, yeah, and then another movie called Starstruck, which is um, it's, which is it's a series. It's in it, and I'm trying to remember what is what it's on. I'm, I'm sorry if I can't find it, but it's actually this woman who um, 
it's a woman from New Zealand and she, it, it, she's an, she's a comedian and she did it. It's really, it's, it's like an eight episode series. I'm, I apologize. I'm blank, blanking on her name, but it, it was, um, it was really, really, really strong too. If you just look up starstruck and you'll, you'll find it, it's, it's really solid. And it's, it's only got one season and it's on, I think it's on Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Um, but it was real, it was really solid, just well-written stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, it's, it's new. Like it just came out. Yeah, it's new. It's the 2021. Um, and, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently it's on yeah, HBO max. She, oh, that, that's what it is. There you go. Thank you. Yes. It's on HBO max yeah, yeah. and it is, it's hilarious. It's smart. It's really funny. And it's just, it's a great, like, um, couples thing to watch. It's like a great, it's a great, like, you know, husband and wife, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to jam on like something for like eight episodes, great. it's like, it's like watching a movie. It's like watching a long movie because it's like, it's only like six episodes or something like that, but it's really good. Very cool. Very cool. Brian, what about you? Dude. You know me, I'm always on the cutting edge. Whatever is new and fresh, yeah. that's what I'm watching. That's why I finally started HBO's Succession. Uh, it It's so far not very good, but I'm only four episodes in, <laughs> and the whole world has been telling me I have to watch it because it eventually gets good. I, I'll report. I, I have very explicitly tried not suggesting suggestion to you succession to you because there are no good people on it and i know you don't like watching things where there's not a good person on it so uh i'm oh, put me in the list of you're that. never gonna like this show <laughs> for that while, explicit you, reason you, you will never like success. i was gonna say brian every once in a while you will be lured into thinking someone is becoming a good character <laughs> yes. and you will be sorely disappointed okay like they do that on purpose yeah yeah <laughs> Well, uh, the good news is uh, I'm going it alone. Nobody in my family is involved. Uh, I, I, it's the last thing I watch at night. Uh, quick Thanks, quick one for me uh, and then a longer one. The quick one is Red Notice. Uh, I, I was uh, the lone voice excited for Red Notice uh, because I knew exactly what I would and would not get. And Red Notice met my expectations. Uh, great acting, stupid, dumb, fun banter between The Rock uh, and uh, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and every time they talked, I stopped looking at my phone and listened and laughed. And every time there was a good action scene, I watched it and was like, that was a good action scene. And the rest of the time I didn't pay attention to it. And I was perfectly satisfied. So that's my review of Red Notice available on Netflix. Uh, but also I wanted to rave about ESPN Plus. I think ESPN yeah. Plus has come into its own, uh, partly because of what I mentioned earlier. Hockey is now on ESPN, but also all of the NHL's app, like the NHL center ice, all the stuff you would pay to get all of the out-of-market games included on ESPN Plus. Also on ESPN Plus, all of the Canadian Football League games. I have yeah. watched more Canadian football. I've watched all my <laughs> BC Lions games this year. I have been nice. able to watch every St. Louis Blues game uh, on yeah. ESPN, on ESPN plus on the ESPN plus app, uh, all in one, it's all in one interface and they have major league soccer. They have, uh, a, a bunch of other sports. Eka, I know this is a big part of what yeah. you're covering with, with hockey in particular. Yeah. Uh, but ESPN, yes, it doesn't have all the main games that are on ESPN. You have to have your cable login or some streaming subscription. Yeah. I have direct TV stream for that. But it has so much else on there with no additional cost. I don't have to sign up and pay $140. I'm getting all the blues games. It's really simple. I know it's really well done. And um and the and the and some of the announcers they're using too are just, you know, the, usually it's the hometown announcers. They're just they're just gaking the feeds from the arenas, but you know, 
I've been impressed. You know, I'm, I'm such a big John Butchergrass fan. Like he is such a great guy and such a, he's such a, a American treasure as far as hockey goes, you know, he just loves the sport inside and out. And he's been, he's, he hasn't had it forever because he's been at ESPN his whole career. So he's so happy to have it back. He's just like loving every second of it. It's fun. It's fun. That that's, that's very infectious, you know? Um, yeah. The way that the whole setup is just so clean and the streaming is really solid. I mean, it really just feels like every show is it, it, it you know, the whole thing before of, you know, should I watch it on the center ice package on my cable because that'll be clear? Can I just stream it through Hulu on my thing? Because that'll be it, it really doesn't matter anymore. The, it's just as clear as watching it through cable. Yeah, they're doing a great job. I couldn't agree with you more. And and then the fans are loving it. Fans are, and it's it's nice from a hockey perspective when they go to ESPN Sports Center, which is on like every bar in the world has ESPN Sports Center on that they'll talk about hockey for a second, which they net which they haven't done for years, you know. So it's nice to get like you know, hey, we're having a hockey a play of the night's a hockey play. That's like that's something new. I mean, that's you know, it's not it's not someone's you know move in poker. It's a hockey it's a hockey play. So it's really fun. It's really it. it I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I was worried about it, but I'm really really enjoying it. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I now see the future of ESPN, which is they will slowly move more and more things to ESPN Plus. Right now, ESPN Plus is worth it for sports fans, uh, even though you don't get the main ESPN games. It, it is now finally yeah. worth it because you have so many leagues yeah. included. They're going to try to keep including more leagues. They lost Super Super League Rugby. My guess is they'll try to get that stuff back. And, yeah. and ESPN will just slowly become ESPN Plus. That'll be the ESPN of the future. I can totally see it now. Oh, it will be. And you're, and you're right about like Canadian football for those who don't watch it. It's, it's a blast. It's a fun, oh, it's, so it's fun. a fun sport. Yeah. It's, it's my it's, team it's just, sucks. It's all great... And I had a blast watching it. Cause it's just <laughs> so fun to watch. I mean, they have a 25 yard end zone, you know, it's like, it's insane. Like, you know, it's just, it's insane. The Rouge. You, know? you can score one point. There's only three downs. It moves point. fast. I know. And it's all these like guys, you know, who like, you know, couldn't make it in the NFL, but are there just living Lucky the good Whitehead. life. And, like, that's yeah. right. All right. <laughs> Oh, and, and there's anyway. two teams named the same thing. Two of the six teams are called oh, the same no, they thing. Did, they, they, just, they did change that. They're no longer named the same did. thing anymore. That was a, that, I was sad to see that go, actually, when, when they Yeah, renamed. that was something. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am going to uh, admit now, because I can, that I watched all of Cowboy Bebop on preview, and I will give you my impressions in After Talk. So, Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, Rob's got a new family pick for us today. Rob writes, My 10-year-old daughter got me hooked on Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. It is a dystopian, science fiction, long arc, non-linear storytelling adventure. Hmm. The way I describe it is a mashup of Thundar the Barbarian with My Little Pony with the storytelling structure of Breaking Bad. Imagine Rick and Morty if Rick's main character flaw was that he hugged people too much. Really great show. The music is great, too. Check it out. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. This looks neat. Um, yeah, this this reminds me a lot of like Adventure Time as well, of, of mm, um, mm -hmm. humans and non-humans living in a definitely just post-apocalyptic uh, uh, Earth. Uh, it looks pretty cool. And... Uh, guess what? If you like it, it's done. Uh, the third and final season of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts uh, went up on Netflix last year. So uh, if you or the family are looking for something, uh, maybe check that out. So, Kipo, uh, K-I-P-O. This is all ages? Uh, it seems to be, yep. This okay. is from DreamWorks TV, so I'd be oh. very surprised. Um, so yeah, check that out. Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, K-I-P-O. It's on Netflix. If you got something we should be on the lookout for, email it to us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. <sighs> Tom, look. This is the part where I tell everyone that Doghouse Systems 
has this where we're in hock and everybody needs to buy a new system and they have to go to doghousesystems.com slash rogue r-o-g-u-e spell it right but i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do don't, that because okay don't so do that it's, yeah it's, it's it's the holiday season tom mm-hmm, it's the holiday mm-hmm. season and the, the world wonderful is time of the filled year. with lies remember last year yep. when a company yep. that rhymes with shmamazon would lie to your face mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. oh it'll be there in two days and it took can't spell holidays without showed, lies showed up the next year i just got got by apple apple i thought i could trust apple they said it would be there on monday and then they said psych it'll be there in a month they're all lying to you tom all of what can we do about it brian you trust me and there's only one way you could trust me, and that's to go to gimme.scamstuff.com. Sign up for the email list. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm only going to send out email for stuff I physically am touching at the time. I'm going to say, I have this many decks. Who wants one? And then I will send it immediately, and there will be no lies, no Pepe Silvias, no trickaroos. I swear gimme.scamstuff.com. Yes, you'll sign up for a giveaway, but more importantly, you'll be on the email list so I could tell you the truth. It's the only way to know whether or not you're going to get the thing. Look at his nose, folks. It's exactly the same size as it was when he started telling you about that. Okay, that That's- was really weird. I, I, I thought I had gotten so excited it had become flushed or something. No, it was a Pinocchio. We had a Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I'm with you. The- I'm with Front you. lines. Yeah, let's do that. The latest version of the Google Home app on Android has added the ability to use it as a remote for Google TV. Previously, that was only available in the Google TV app. Now you can use the Google Home app as well. And the iOS version of the Google Home app also slated to get that feature, though they didn't tell us when. Bloomberg has an article from Lucas Shaw describing how streaming services are beginning to turn their significant budgets towards snapping up cheap unscripted series uh, because they'll get more for the dollar, which makes sense. According to Shaw, an entire season of reality show like F-Boy Island on HBO Max (laughs) costs the same as a single episode or two of a top-tier drama. Netflix has become the biggest buyer with three of its last top ten most popular series being unscripted scripted including tiger king the last dance and too hot to handle okay speaking boy island has the most incredible ending of any reality series ever they all go celibate this this is it's absolutely nuts and we watch absolutely no nuts that's the that's the twist that's fun boy island on hbo max Uh, Netflix now supports the AV1 codec on the PS4 Pro, Fire OS 7, Android TV devices, any Android device running Android 10 or newer, and select 2020 Samsung smart TVs. AV1 was originally added to Netflix's Android app in February 2020, uses more CPU-intensive compression to deliver higher-quality video, but using the same bitrate as other formats. Netflix said it's exploring streaming HDR content with AV1 as well. Uh, this is good for you if you need to not use up your bandwidth cap. 
And AMC posted on Twitter that you can use cryptocurrency. You ever heard of it? To buy movie tickets, this appears to be through <laughs> PayPal. That includes Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin. AMC just started using PayPal. And also, uh, by the way, this boils down to we bought a plugin. Uh, it started using <laughs> Play PayPal and also added support for Apple Pay and Google Pay. The new payment options make up 14% of AMC's online transactions. Actions. Yeah. GM meme stocks. Here's your Bitcoin. Nielsen released its streaming charts. Uh, and uh, don't forget, they're always a month after the week in which the data is collected. So put yourself back in the mindset of October 11th for this list. Squid Game fell below 3 billion minutes to 2.25 billion minutes, oh my but God. still held on to the number one slot that week. Uh, Netflix's U was second with 1.94 billion, followed by Made, uh, and basically Netflix had all top 10 slots that week. Good for you, Netflix. Let it go. Yeah. Let's move on to the dispatches from the front. You hear that, Yankees? No claps for you. But what about the Red Sox? Norm wrote in and said, hey, Brian and team. Wow, I had great memories of Time Bandits. And when I heard Brian bring it up at the beginning of October, I was very excited. And then you decide to watch it for spoiler in time. So I dug through my boxed up DVDs, no HBO Max for me, to watch it and convinced my wife. I even got my wife to watch it Friday night. From the beginning, my wife gave me some sidelong glances of... What the hell is this? It picked up after their capture by evil, but still, it wasn't quite as good as I remember. The bigger story is these DVDs. Man, what a drag. Convenience really does trump fidelity. I hope I don't need this player again anytime soon. Take care, Norm. Yes, Paris blowing up was pretty awesome. Listen to last week's episode for our review of uh, Time Bad. It's just how well it survived. Um, I, I, I guess it's just my nostalgia for it. I, I apologize. You don't no, have no, to no apologize. To, you no can like a bad movie. It, it was a, it was a fun watch for sure. <laughs> that was uh, a joke. You can laugh at that. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. you, you know what? Let's actually skip this second uh, email and thank uh, Eklund for joining us. Thank you so much Ek, for, for hanging out with us. Oh, it's, it's such a, such a pleasure guys. I'm such big fans and you guys are such inspirations to me. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Ah, stop. Uh, if folks want to find out more what you got going on. Where should they go? Yeah, go to hockeybuzz.com. Uh, That's where you can follow uh, for all your hockey rumors and stuff like that. And then also a little plug for my son's um, YouTube channel about uh, about endangered species animals, uh, where he does he makes all the puppets and does it's called Land of Puppeteria, which um is really like just a. Uh, I, uh, this is he, he's been through so much uh, health wise over the years, and he's just I'm so proud of him. I just can't even begin to tell you it's the, it's the most incredible thing. He's 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 getting he's starting to get recognition from all over the place too. He's starting to get like ten thousand views per show. He's really just it's just killing me. This is Stephen Cold Bear. Um, that you see there. So he made a, a, a polar bear in the, in the uh, like to look like Stephen Colbert and that's uh, John Batiste. Yeah, so there you have it. So this, he's just, it's hilarious, it's fun and it's really silly. So if you get a chance, definitely check it out. I would really appreciate it. That the is The awesome. Land of Puppeteria. The Land of yep. Puppeteria is the YouTube channel. Our website yep. is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we're live on twitch.tv slash nightattack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? 
I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra- they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>